It's time to get into our NFL prop bet discussion for week four. We're joined by Brian Blewis, Pro Football Network. Follow all of the work over at pfnbetting.com or on Twitter at pfnbets. Brian, it's Bob and Kayla with you once again. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're doing fantastic. Looking forward to another weekend of uh, NFL football action here. This is how I typically roll. I start with the local team. And, and Brian, I know we've talked about the 49ers in, a, in the past, and that's who the Cardinals are facing this Sunday, and how difficult it is to try to figure out what's going to happen with a 49ers team just because there's a plethora of different options for them to beat you, uh, and you never know kind of who's going to have that standout game. But one thing does seem to separate itself a little bit and that's Christian McCaffrey how good he's been uh he has been averaging 117 yards per game on defense uh for the Cardinals they are ranked 26th in run defense and rush yards allowed his number currently is 78 and a half yards is that possibly something to look into for Christian McCaffrey and flipping this on over to Josh Dobbs he's around 183 and a half yards passing he cleared this mark last week how do we like over or under for Dobbs with passing in this 49ers defense? Yeah, I mean, every week we've been waiting for the Cardinals to get blown out and to be down early, given the expectations that we have them going to the season. And that hasn't been the case yet. So conventional wisdom would say being 14-point underdogs and playing from behind early in this one, they go for the over for Dobbs. But they've had a halftime lead in every game so far this season. But this might be the – and that's got to change eventually. And going to the 49ers team that's had 10 days of rest time on Thursday night football last week, this could be that week where they could see themselves down early after that big win last week. Uh, you mentioned McCaffrey. He's gone over that number every week so far this season. That seems pretty obvious to take that over there. He's lost our touchdown every week so far this season as well. And his anytime touchdown odds are – Minus 300. I don't think I've ever never seen <laughs> touchdown odds that hot, that low, we should say, too. So I'll yeah. never want to lay the boost at minus 300 because once you do, that's finally going to be the week where you didn't score that touchdown and you're paying a lot of juice there. But that could be good when I'm throwing same game parlay if you're interested in this one because he gets, he's gotten the end zone, I believe, 11 or 12 games in a row on the Niners. Minus 300 is an insane number, for sure. Yeah. All right, Miami Miami and Buffalo, this this might be an insane number, too. They have a highest total of the week. I don't think that's any a surprise to anybody. Uh, any value on the high side in prop bets, or do we dare bet anything under with these two offenses? Yeah, there's really going to be no value betting against the overs of this one because Everybody is going to be looking, is going to expect a high scoring game this one after the Dolphins scored 70 points last week and how good the Bills offense is. But, the, and it sounds gross, but the only value here is going to be on unders. I mean, if there's any type of defense that could stop this Dolphins team, it's a division rival that played them twice last season. We saw the Patriots kind of hold the road against the Dolphins offense. And this Bills defense been one of the best in the NFL so far. Granted, they played against Zach Wilson week one, Jimmy Garoppolo week two. And then Sam Howell last week is a different beast and sort of this Dolphins team. But there's really no value betting over for a team coming off a 70-point win. So if you're looking for value, I'm afraid it's going to have to be on the unders. 
Brian Blewis, Pro Football Network, pfnbetting.com. Follow uh, their work over on Twitter at pfnbets as well as you're here in the Extra Point on KDOS AM 1060. Over in London, it's a home game for the Jaguars. They desperately need a win to get back on track with the expectations they have had in the AFC South. The Jags' offensive line has not been good. On the flip side of that, Jacksonville statistically has been holding teams to 84, 84 yards rushing the ball per game. So how do we see these opportunities for Trevor Lawrence and how do we see the rushing attack for the Falcons? Yeah, um, the Jaguars have really struggled to um, score they get their best opportunities so far this season, especially the last two weeks. They've only scored a touchdown on 20% of their red zone possessions after not scoring a single touchdown against the Chiefs two weeks ago, then only scoring two last week against the Texans. It was pretty much a blowout. So eventually, the offense has to get back on track. They're just too talented with Trevor Lawrence and his set of playmakers. And one problem I'm eyeing for this one is Calvin Bridges to score a touchdown. He's going against the former team in the Falcons. It's always nice to bet those guys score a touchdown in those revenge games. And so far this season, he's seventh, I believe, in red zone and target share in the red zone, despite only one touchdown. We've seen a lot of these different highlights of him coming up just shy of getting his two feet in and scoring a touchdown in these games. So it's got to regress eventually. I think this is the weekend. In terms of what the Falcons rushing offense against the Jaguars rush defense, it's like maybe the one strength of this team outside of Trevor Lawrence in that passing game. Last week, Dijon Robinson only had 10 carries against uh, the Lions in their blowout. I mean, not blowout loss, too. They lost by double digits. And they were trailing the entire game when the Lions first got on the board late in the first quarter. So his rushing attempts prop right now is a 14 and a half. And He's only gone over that, over that number once this season. So if you like the Jaguars to win this one, that's an easy under in my opinion. Josh Palmer has been ahead of uh, rookie Quentin Johnson since really day one of Chargers training camp and should be the primary Mike Williams replacement. If I know that, I'm sure the odds makers know that. I'm curious, anything out there that might be a good pro, uh, Palmer overprop? Yeah, I mean, you said it that. Anything that we know, the odds makers also know, and I don't think they're naive to the fact that Palmer's getting a lot more snaps than uh, Quentin Johnson has, who's looked a bit raw so far. I mean, the Chargers looks like they might not be with that Austin Eckler again. If they don't have him, they are extremely pass-heavy. I believe they're throwing the ball the most when uh, Eckler's not on the lineup. So, Herbert's got to throw to somebody. He's the old Keenan Allen. So, if you do like Palmer to go over, I'll probably experiment more with taking some of his alternate line to get some better value than he did the big day. He is either going way over 45-and-a-half or he's going under it. I don't think there's any in between. Brian Blue is Pro Football Network. Follow his work, pfnbetting.com, and on Twitter, at pfnbets, here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. The Steelers' run defense has been pretty bad, giving up 151.7 yards per game. Houston, on their rushing attack, has been pretty subpar. They've been reliant heavily on C.J. Stroud and his arm. Is this finally the week that Houston is able to feed Damian Pierce? He's able to get over 47.5 yards with that Steelers' run defense. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers' run defense, as you said, has taken a hit, and that's been due to the injury to Cam Hayward, which is pretty rare to see a Steelers team struggle to defend the run. I mean, we all know historically is usually having dominant front seven. But Dane Pierce really has just been pretty inefficient so far this season. But I do think in this one, the Texans might want to lean a little bit more in their run game because they have a lot of injuries on the offensive line going against T.J. Watt and the Steelers' pass rush. So if there is a lead for Damian Pierce, this is one of them. I mean, 
they're still home underdogs, but the short spread and I just don't see their capacity as about success this week as they had they had last week. Okay, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show about Zeke's revenge game in Dallas. That's against a Dallas defense that couldn't stop the Cardinals' run game last week. So, Zeke, anytime touchdown, is that a good prop this week? Yeah, I mean, why not, right? I mean, it, it, it seems obvious that these teams really want to feed their guys in these revenge spots, especially to get in the end zone. And it, anytime touchdown prop is plus 230. And Stevenson has, Mondre Stevenson, they're one of the most disappointing field position guys so far this season. He was probably the best part of his Patriots offense going to the Season, but he's only averaging 2.9 yards per carry. He's only gotten a red zone. It got into the end zone one time. So I do like that here. He knows the Cowboys too. He knows it'll want to get into the end zone. So that's definitely a play I'll be looking for in this spot. Uh, what about uh, rushing yards there as well, just in general, and then flipping this on over to the Cowboys' offensive side of things? The the Patriots' defense has been pretty stout, and we touched on it a little bit and how they've been able to limit uh, what we saw with the Dolphins and their explosiveness. So when you factor in this with Dak trying to get back on track, maybe with a C.D. Lamb, is this a potential under situation? Potentially. I mean, I think it really depends on the offensive line injuries for the Cowboys. It looks like Tyron Smith's going to be out. They're getting back to Zach Martin. They're starting center this week. Can't pronounce his name. I'm not even going to try. So um, if, there, if you, you believe in the Cowboys on a bounce-back spot, even though this Patriots defense is really good, they just be a bounce-back that game after they had a lot of red zone struggles last week and he had that terrible interception in the end zone. But C.D. Lamb might get uh, shadowed by... Patriots cornerback Christian Gonzalez, who's been exceptional so far as a rookie. He's pretty much shut down A.J. Brown in week one, has really held his peers in check since then, too. But going back to the rushing props for a second, Zeke had a, almost had as many carries as Stevenson last week. He had 28 for the season and 16 that came last week. So they did sign up things to come. That's been more of a timeshare than it was earlier in the season because Stevenson has been so effective so far. Continue with the revenge angle here. Jameis Winston, likely the Saints starting quarterback in revenge spot against a, a Buccaneers secondary that might be missing their top two corners. Am I wondering, uh, am I wrong, basically, wondering, even thinking about uh, if anything involving the Saints passing game is a good good idea or not at this point? Because it's been inconsistent at best, I think it's safe to say. It's inconsistent, that's for sure. But if any quarterback who's not afraid to sling it far downfield, it's Jameis Winston. And he has a pretty good set of playmakers around him. So going like Buccaneers pass defense, that, like you said, has some injuries on that side of the ball. But rather, if you want to play a little safer than Jameis, why don't you go? Why not for a while right over? It's at 71 and a half right now. And he's averaging 100 yards receiving for the season. And He's doing that despite not having that like crazy big game so far. He just is extremely consistently good, and he is capable of not just being like heavily involved in offense. He makes big plays downfield too. Another one for him is that he's yet to score a touchdown this season on 32 targets, so he's bound to get the end zone eventually. So that wouldn't be a bad play in this spot against this uh, Buccaneers pass defense coming on a short week. 
The Vikings are at the Panthers, this wonderful 0-3 contest. Despite being 0-3, though, the connection with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson continues to work. However, his number just keeps climbing, 102.5 yards for Jefferson. There are some injuries to the Panthers' secondary, so is there a potential pivot that you like there? I know you liked the pivot to Addison last week, and that was a winner. I also do think here that the game changes on the Panthers' side of things. When Bryce Young is the starter, it looks like he's set to go so no Andy Dalton and that kind of changes my opinion about going back to Adam Thielen over 52 and a half yards yeah I'm with you there I mean obviously long term you would prefer Bryce Young over Andy Dalton and this like his struggle to see the no indictment on his long term prospects but point blank right now Dalton's is a much better quarterback it's just hard to trust anybody in the Panthers uh, offense right now. I mean, I didn't take any of last week, but I started to a big day. But I'm going to stay away from any Panthers. Hey, Brian, it looks like we're having a bit of a challenging connection here with you. So uh, let me uh, see if we can reconnect here and get you for the last couple of minutes of the segment to uh, round out the props here. So we'll do that here shortly. Brian Blewis, Pro Football Network, PFNBetting.com, and PFN Bets on Twitter. When it comes okay. to... Kayla, Kayla, while you're doing that, yeah. let me I can talk a little bit here and give you a chance to see if you can reconnect with Brian. Yeah, the one thing I was going to ask him specifically about the Ravens and the Browns total, which has actually moved down all week, and it's in part because of the Watson situation limited in practice on Wednesday and then Thursday, and then listed as questionable officially uh, by the Browns this morning for this game. I don't know if that's quite official yet or if that's one of the reports from the insiders, but he's questionable, it appears, uh, for the game. And I was going to ask, even before the questionable status that's out there, at least in the, the insider version of things, whether anything going under, whether anything going under that game might be a good idea. So, Brian, let me just uh, quickly, you got the Deshaun Watson questionable status. How's that alter what you might have been thinking about this Ravens and Browns game? Yeah, for the Ravens, hard for me to want to take any of their overs going against this Browns defense. That's, like, we talked about how good its offensive looked offensively. The Browns have looked equally as good defensively so far. They've given up only 21 first downs so far this season. The next best team has given up 41 first downs, which is a crazy difference at the least. And I believe they've only given up one offensive touchdown so far, which was that 71-yard pass play to um, George Pickens on Monday Night Football. And the Ravens are pretty banged up on the offensive line, and Looks like they still a little bit of growing pain to just this new offense in the top bucket. So it's hard for me to kind of want to take any of the Ravens player props here. And as for the Browns, you said that you said it that Watson had his best game as a Brown last week. But how much of that was real? How much of that was going against the Titans pass defense, one of the worst in the NFL? I'm not so sure. And especially against an AFC North rival, it's not a bet I'm willing to take one way or the other just yet. Ryan Lewis, Pro Football Network, joining us here, pfnbetting.com and at pfnbets. Uh, neither Bob and I are Swifties, Brian. I don't know if you are. Um, <laughs> but the Chiefs and the Jets are are playing each other for Sunday Night Football. We know Patrick Mahomes' favorite target is Travis Kelsey. He's back, looks healthy, 71 and a half yards. Is doable for him, but it's a lot. So what about a pivot here to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 21 and a half yards, uh, something like that? 
you know, it's funny you say that. And as soon as I heard that Taylor Swift was going to be at the game or was at the game, I liked that Kelsey at any time touchdown at even odds that all games was waiting for him to hit it. It looked like a blowout and they weren't going to, and then they were going to take him out of the game. And then sure enough, in the last possession, I believe, for the Chiefs starting offense, they made sure to get the ball to Kelsey in the end zone. And Mahomes admitted after the game in his post-game interview that they were trying to get Kelsey a touchdown. So I felt very good about that bet and felt very vindicated. Not only that it won, that they were going to force feed it, it was Taylor Swift in attendance. But it's really, you, you said it with the 49ers, that's really hard to know which guy to back to have that good day outside of McCaffrey. That's how I feel the Chiefs receivers. You just never know week to week. It's too much a gamble for me. And I don't think that Kelsey prop is too high. I think the Jets defense is still getting a little overrated because of uh, the perception going into the season, how good they looked last season. But they're only 21st in success rate so far this season. That basically measures their efficiency in stopping the opposing team on down to down. So I wouldn't be afraid to go with the Kelsey over here, but it's uh, it with an attendance on prime time. Okay, one one more quick thing, and just for the record, I don't think I've ever been called Swift mentally or physically in any shape or form, uh, so let's get that out there. Uh, one quick curious, uh, curious question here. The overseas games start this week, and the, the, as far as the totals go, they actually have a history of going under. Uh, is there any kind of meaningful prop bet history in these games in foreign countries? Not that I know of, but you did say that a lot of times they go under the total. So if you believe that's going to be the case here, then you might want to have some props to correlate with that. But um, especially the Jaguars have struggled in the red zone so far this season. But I think they're due for a bounce back. But I'm not sure there's any props that come to mind that correlate any of the historical trends in the London game. Brian, before we let you go here, we've touched on a lot of different games, but is there any angles you like, anytime touchdown scores, yards, throwing, receiving, rushing, that you really like this week that we haven't talked about? Yeah, one of the player props I locked in first for the week is uh, the under for Brian Robinson rushing yard against the Eagles. I just, this Eagles, if they had one weakness last year, it was stopping the run, and that got exposed against in their loss to the Commanders last season, which is Jalen Hurts' only loss of the regular season since, 2000, since 2021. But they didn't have Jordan Davis in that game, and now Jordan Davis being a lot more snaps. Their rush defense is a whole lot better than it was last season. And Rob, and if this game plays like I think it will, the Eagles being eight-and-a-half-point favorites or so, then the game's just going to favor them as well. And in, in turn, they're not going to be running the ball as much as Brian Robinson. I mean, they, I think the Eagles are coming out making sure that the Reds, that the commanders just they don't believe the clock I did last season. That's how they won the game, keep their offense off the field. And so with that, with that in mind, I'd be under for Brian Robinson. Brian, as always, we appreciate the time. A little extended conversation with you today as well. And we look forward to doing it all again next week. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good one. You too. Once again, he is Brian Blewis, Pro Football Network. Follow the work, pfnbetting.com, as well as on Twitter, at pfnbets.